Hey there, thank you for tuning in to The Paradox, a podcast where I connect with people around the world to talk about global paradoxes and their possible solutions. The Paradox has a new episode every Friday, so if you want to stay up to date, I would kindly ask you to subscribe to the channel. And for now, enjoy this episode. This week's guest is Mert. Uh, Mert and I uh, know each other for quite some years, actually. And the first time that we met was kind of awkward. Uh, I recall that I was filming my final project for uh, film school for the last year. So, um, yeah, do you remember like when we first met? Can you tell us a little bit about that? Actually, it was around 2017, but we know each other f- for a longer time, I'm sure. Especially well, I remember that I followed you and then you never followed me back. So I was like, who the fuck does this guy think he is? And then I unfollowed you and then we we met each other again. It was quite random because I was filming with someone mm-hmm. uh, that you knew. And then um, you were just standing like, I don't know, like uh, opposite of the other side of the road. And you were just, I don't know, standing there. Was it your birthday? Like, was it on your birthday? Yeah, it was the weekend before my birthday. We went to the concert and after just uh, uh, scrolling to Rotterdam, the city. And then a friend of mine was like, let's go to Amar, a friend of mine, because he's filming right now. And I first, at first, I didn't know who you were mm. by the name. But when I saw you, I was like, mm, I know this guy. We met before actually on social media. So can you tell us a little bit about your background, like your cultural background? Where are you from? And... Did you, were you born and raised in the Netherlands? Yes, actually I was born in Zandam, where I still live right now. And my, both of my parents are Turkish. So I can say that I'm fully Turkish, not a mix or something. And uh, I'm a stylist right now, working as a freelancer. I try to make creative things in fashion, like editorials. And right now I work as an e-commerce stylist. Nice. And the part of Turkey that you're from is Trabzon, right? Uh, that's right. It's a place close to Georgia, we can say. What is like uh, above Turkey? Like, what is it bordering? Because I feel like, I don't know why, but I feel like people from Trabzon kind of look like Russians a little bit. Uh, actually, in the past, you had some Russian people over there. That's why, for example, my sister look a bit like a Russian because of the white skin and also the blue eyes. Yeah, and yeah, we can see that when we are in Trabzon, that people really look familiar to them. So it makes sense. Because you see it in the Netherlands as well, like some people are like, yeah, for sure. like some Turkish people. Are, so I grew up around a lot of Turkish people. Um, the neighborhood that I live in, it's literally mm-hmm. like maybe 75% Turkish, um, but it's very different. Like they look very different. Some of them are like really, mm-hmm. really fair skinned and have like blue eyes or green eyes. And then others more, I don't know, they're like browner and stuff. So um, yeah, exactly. For example, in my family as well, like. I'm super black when it comes to my hair and my sister is super blonde and has blue eyes. So there's a big contrast between it. That's right. Yeah, sometimes it's very uh, different between siblings as well. And I feel like mm-hmm. in especially like Turkish cultures and stuff, it's more prominent. Like if I look at my siblings, we look pretty much like alike, similar. Um, but I, yeah, I sometimes see like Turkish families and they look like completely different. Like I've seen your parents as well. And mm-hmm. it's, it's so interesting, like how everyone looks different. Um, what do you think like common misconceptions about Turkish people in the Netherlands are? Uh, you mean in general or a specific topic? Just in general, I feel like uh, general, generally speaking. That's a hard question, actually. I have to think. Well, I think 
that it's a bonus, especially for me, when I create something that I have um, even more inspiration to use because I have, we can say, two backgrounds. I was, I am Turkish, but I also live in the Netherlands, so I can use it as a combination to create things. And people who are uh, local and from here, I think they are uh, one point backwards when compared to us. So that's the most uh, positive thing about being from a different county except the Netherlands, I think, in general, in life. Yeah, definitely. And also I feel like uh, one thing that I notice a lot, and it isn't a misconception, it's actually like, I don't know if conception is a word, but I feel like Turkish people are very good at um, doing business with family. Like they are very good at coming together and doing like stuff mm -hmm. together. And that's also, I, I see that a lot like in my neighborhood and just in the Netherlands in general. I feel like Turkish people are very successful in business because they know how to collaborate and how to work together. Um, do you think that has to do something with the culture, like Turkish culture? Or do you think, wh what do you think, uh, why do you think like Turkish people can work so well together amongst like Turkish people? Mm, maybe I can tell something about my grandpa because last time when I went to Turkey, he told me a story about it. He uh, came to the Netherlands to work in 73, which is almost 50 years ago, on his own. And he made some friends over there, which he didn't know at first. And because of you went on your own to, uh, to the Netherlands, you make some friends because you are stuck to each other and you have to, to do something. And that's how they learn to work together and build up things in life to look at, back at it in a happy way. Maybe that's the main reason of why they are successful in life. Yeah, yeah, maybe, I think so. I think it has to do with it, definitely, because I feel like also coming to a new country and then also don't like not speaking the language, it makes it very difficult. And I think like now we live in a time where you have social media, you have the internet, you have Google, you can literally Google everything. And um, one thing that I've came to learn over the over the last years is basically that um, for example South Asian cultures like Indians and Pakistanis mm -hmm. and Turkish people are quite similar in a lot of different things yeah definitely what do you think like um, some similarities are in the Netherlands between you like Turkish people and other ethnic groups like uh, let's say Indians or Moroccan people or um, maybe people from the Antilles or something like what, what do you think like what group is mostly related to Turks in how they behave I think especially people from Morocco because they are also because of the culture very similar to each other and also they went through the same process like uh, moving to the Netherlands on his own for example and then build up a whole family on his own so that's why they also can stick to each other very good I think compared to other cultures yeah definitely I think um, it is uh, like a similar situation as well where it's basically the same like they came here to be employed and then they brought their families here so they yeah, understand exactly. the struggle where it is that Surinamese people for example like my heritage um, it was already like a Dutch colony so it was basically like a transfer from one country to another mm -hmm. country can you also tell us a little bit about uh, your education in uh, fashion and then also how that correlates with uh, Turkish fashion because Turkey is obviously known for uh, a lot of different things, but amongst them is um, clothes, fabrics, uh, even carpets, stuff like that. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Mm -hmm. Where your passion for yeah. fashion comes um, from? Well, when I was 
super young. Um, I was very interested in clothes some way, I which I couldn't understand. And the thing was that my parents were super free in uh, in the doing me the letting me do the things that I wanted and I loved. And that's also about fashion. For example, when I had some clothes or my parents had some clothes, they asked me for some advice because they knew that he kind of understands the things, uh, the way they we need to uh, use things or dress us up as a human being. And so somehow it changed into a real interest in fashion. Uh, but at first I didn't know what to do with it because you're super young and you really don't know um, if you can um, make it in the future, future when it comes to uh, fashion. It's also a difficult, like uh, it's a difficult, difficult career path, like a hard world indeed. Yeah, they always told me that it will be super hard and people will, will be super mean to each other. And um, you really have to make, make it by your own at first. But then when I went to school and studied economics, they had um, uh, one lesson about fashion to make um, mood boards or something and create uh, nice things that are translated from your ideas to uh, to real things that you can uh, feel and look at. Did and you my... use Turkish culture for that as well? No, not at first, because I mm. didn't know what to do with it. I, I knew that I was born uh, with the Turkish culture mixed with the Netherlands, uh, the Dutch culture, but I really yeah. didn't know what to do with it. And so at first I didn't use it, like I said, but then my teacher told me, she asked me to uh, go to the open day of a specific school, which is focused on fashion. And I did because I really trusted her and we had a good connection about uh, my talent. And she realized that I had a talent in fashion. So she suggested me to go to that school. And then uh, after the open day, I actually went to that school for four years. And then I realized, I guess, uh, when I went to the second class that I really have to do something with the interest and the culture I have. So I started to use it as an inspiration for my projects and my uh, teachers actually liked it a lot. And I really went through it very easily because I knew that a culture is endless when it comes to inspiration. You can use it for literally everything, not just fashion. Definitely. Yeah. So it was never hard for me to uh, have some inspiration actually. And then I realized that it really makes you and creates you the way you think, the way you act in life, the way you do things. Hmm. So since then, when I realized this, I, uh, I am super connected to my culture and I really love it right now. Nice. So um, can you maybe give us like examples of what Turkish uh, fashion looks like or um, do you, can you show something like Turkish fashion wise? Uh, actually, when I had my exam project, I realized that we don't use the culture really enough in Turkey to translate it into fashion. So that's why I made a project called uh, Inbetweener because I really feel like I'm an inbetweener that which means that I'm not 100% connected to Turkey, but also not to the Netherlands because yeah. we are grown up in two cultures and not really focused on one. So I decided to use the traditional fabrics from Turkey uh, into clothes. Mm. And I can show you an example if you want. Yeah, example, yeah, definitely. That would be nice. 
I made uh, this jacket and it's made uh, with a Turkish traditional fabric that actually right. uh, all the women used in the past as a working cloth, the fabric. Yeah. But I was like, uh, why would you use it just for a working cloth and not in a fashion statement item for Definitely. the younger generation? Because we do not realize enough how uh, nice and proud we can be about the things we have in our country and our culture. Can I ask you something? I was wondering about something because um, so let's say like in South Asian cultures and Indian culture, for example, um, when people get married, they have like very specific clothes for that. But mm -hmm. one thing that I do notice is that Turkish people tend to um, get uh, wedded in Western clothes. So in a white dress and in, in guys in a tuxedo. Do you know why that is like or do they not have like traditional clothes for weddings, for example? Well, actually, because uh, of Turkey is a real big country, it really depends on which place you live in Turkey. It really, it can really change. But I think it, it's also changing by time. I think right now the culture is a bit gone, especially for people who live in the Netherlands, for example. It's just a simple white dress and a smoking nowadays. And uh, in the past, I'm not sure if. It, there was a meaning behind it, but um, for example, when it comes to my mother and dad, when they had a wedding, the uh, the dresses they had, the smoking, the wedding dress, wasn't that special, I think, when it comes to cultural uh, meanings behind it. I mean, like, it's it's still it's still beautiful. It's not that it's not beautiful, but mm -hmm. I was just wondering, like, uh, how that, why that's the case. So also, um, in terms of, like, art, like, Turkey is very known for art as well and uh, paintings and carpets and whatever. Um, how do you think like now nowadays with the Internet and now with um, I mean, like Turkey is already sort of like a gateway to from the West to Asia, like it's literally half in the West and half in Asia. Mm -hmm. um, but how do you think like uh, art and fashion and stuff are changing now in Turkey because of the Internet or because of social media? I think in general, it really depends on the for example, economical uh, circumstances at the moment, but also political things in life and the news we follow. Uh, because I believe that it's really a reflection of uh, what you create in art, because artists also use this as an inspiration to create something. So, for example, when a country is going bad and there are some bad news uh, after each other all the time. You can see it also in art, for example, they use dark colors or um, the emotions they feel right now in art. And I think it's it's um, very abstract these times, these days, uh, because also our minds are a bit, um, uh, yeah, abstract. We can say that. Definitely. Um, yeah, and I have like one final question. What do you think, like, um, or have you seen, like, a difference in the way that people, let's say in Trabzon, which is more of a conservative mm -hmm. area in Turkey, have you seen a difference in the way that people communicate with uh, people there or people in the outside world because of the internet, like, because of phones or social media? Like, do you think, like, um, it makes the place more progressive or do you think, like, people hold on more to, like, the way that they live because of the internet? I think especially in the west of Turkey, they are. it's harder to communicate somehow because 
of the use of social media. I think compared to the east of uh, Turkey, uh, it's harder to communicate because of the use of social media. Like I said, uh, it's harder to trust someone because of the wall we have in social media. You can act like you are something, someone different. And yeah, you can't really feel the real emotions. And that's what I really miss when I go to the West. And I really don't feel it this way when I go to Trabzon. It's the communication feels somehow real, realistic. Yeah. yeah uh, maybe because they are more stuck in the tradition they have. They less connected are with the internet. less forced to change the uh, culture. Yeah, and yeah. especially uh, when we go to the village also, it's it feels more real. I, it's not something that I can explain, but you really have to go to there to feel that way. Thank you for watching The Paradox. If you want to see more videos, then subscribe to the channel.